Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with Keston Hill. Keston is a podcast host of the podcast called The Process Podcast. This is our connection that we made on Instagram. So this is the beautiful power of social media as you really can reach out and connect with people from across the world. And she is in beautiful Australia. Keston really is vulnerable with us and she shares what she went through as being a very highly sensitive soul, which was not always great going through school when the school system wanted to fit her into a box. Then trying to work that with social media and find her space in there and start to find a way to realize that she didn't want to feel this way. And that what if her highly sensitive traits were actually her gift, which they are. And she shares her story. She's very vulnerable with this. So this is just a beautiful, beautiful episode. Her podcast is named The Process Podcast. It celebrates the highs, lows, and splendid and not so splendid twists and turns that the journey called life has to offer. Here she aspires to be relatable, honest, and mindful. She aims to add a smackerel of hope and a sliver of light to anyone who chooses to listen, weaving mindfulness, humor, and her individual story and those of others to create a platform that radiates compassion. We talked all about owning our choices. This is where we actually really resonated and connected with each other is the power of ownership, owning our choices, being vulnerable in order to build connection. And this is what we talk about in this episode. I know you're going to love it. Welcome to the show today, Keston. Oh, thank you, Marsha. I am so grateful to be here today. It is an absolute pleasure to connect with you. Oh, I just, there's a lot of things that we're going to dive into today, but as I'm looking at your picture on Zoom and I see sunlight and we are in darkness. So (laughs) tell us where you're from. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. So I am from... Queensland, Australia. It's a place called Noosa. And if you Google it, it's a very pretty beach town. Think about Byron Bay sort of vibes. That's what it looks like here. So very grateful to be in this place, especially through these times. Mm -hmm. Especially through these times and having that sun, just the sun and Mm -hmm. the water and everything must be just, I find water very calming. Like I find yeah. it very, very calming. It's one of my, which is ironic because I don't live near water, but I do love water. It's one of my go-tos. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. So tell us, um, let's talk a little bit first before I even dive into anything else. Mm-hmm. This is the power of social media and the power of podcasting. Mm-hmm. How do we connect? Tell everyone how we connected. Okay. So 
I recently have just started Instagram um, from, I think it was May. So that's been a very big integration and something new for me. Mm-hmm. And I met Marsha by, I think Marsha actually started following me. And then I went onto Marsha's profile and read some of her posts, went on her podcast and listened to her podcast like on repeat Mm -hmm. and realized that this lady is here to really change and shake up the world. And I want to be a part of that community. So I started following Marsha and we started connecting and having conversations through there. And yeah, now I'm here on the podcast. So it is the power of social media. (laughs) I love, see, I love this because people are like, social media is bad. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. if you use it for what it's intended for, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I actually tuned in and listened to your podcast and I can't remember which one it was. It was a couple of weeks ago. And I just was, I think I even recorded it on a stories because I was just so mesmerized by your message and your words. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I could just, I resonate with what you're saying. So I just wanted thank to share you. that, but to start off with because oh, I think it's a beautiful you. thing, right? I think it's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. And the power of social media, you're so right. Because I came from the background of feeling that social media was a negative. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is why I wasn't on social media for a long time. And I think it was good for that stage in my life Mm -hmm. because being a um, young woman, we can get uh, caught up in comparisons a lot of the times. So it was a great boundary for me. But now when you want to step out in the world and really you want to share your story, you have to be on social media, but in a way that's in alignment and integrity with yourself. So for sure. I abs- There's just so much in what you just said right there. Do you mind my asking how old you are? Yes, I am 23. Okay. I don't think I was that wise at 23. <laughs> I just have to say, I don't think Thank that you. I was. That is very wise. Um, to know, now I didn't have social media. So there, I date myself. But we didn't, to know that that was not something that you needed energetically, like in your mm-hmm. life to have is pretty powerful. How long were you off of social media for? You know, at age 16, I did have social media mm-hmm. and then it came to around age, hmm, I would say age 1920, where I thought that yes, I will have some of these platforms for connection through, you know, when I'm traveling, I want to be Mm -hmm. able to connect through with people for safety reasons. Mm -hmm. But being on um, social media such as Facebook and Instagram, I was not. And it was very deliberate for me at that time where I knew that if I was going to be on these platforms, I was tuning into other people's energy and other people's opinions and seeing their highlights in a way. Mm -hmm. And I was in a stage where I knew that I would start comparing myself to other people's highlights when I was going through my own inner work. And that would detriment my own ability to be with myself and my own journey of really like your podcast suggests owning my story Mm -hmm. so I deliberately wasn't on social media for that reason 
That's impressive. That is really impressive. And I think, yeah, I think it's, I think the thing is, is again, we talk about it being a tool. I try and tell and and speak here in the sense of be intentional when you use it. Like Mm -hmm. very intentional is intentional is in, yes, I use it to post and share what I'm doing, what I'm Mm -hmm. offering, what I'm, what I believe in the value that's there. But if I find myself endlessly scrolling, it's like, no, you have to turn it off. I just don't, I don't have it on. And I was with somebody last week who I think I was with her for less than 10 minutes. And after it was ding, 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 I'm like, who is calling you and what is on fire? Like what is Mm. happening? And she said, what do you mean? And I'm like, why do you have your notifications on? Like, I don't even understand. She said, well, you have to. And I'm like, no, (laughs) you don't. And she, she honestly, she's like, well, you run a business. How do you not have your notifications on? And if for me, it's a mental thing that my phone is not going to tell me when I am going to run to it. I will choose to go to it. And that is just a little bit of a play on words, but it helps to not have it be in control. I a hundred percent don't have my notifications on for that reason as well. It's when I need to show up to that, that's when I show up to that. (laughs) Exactly. The device isn't going to tell me when I have to show up to something. No. I like how you said it was um, really, it was grabbing for her attention, right? And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the times in this day and age, we have so many things that are trying to grab our attention Mm -hmm. all the time, which is it's detrimental because we don't really place our attention in the present moment and we don't really place our attention to ourselves at all. I, I, you, there's a podcast episode for you right there. We don't, if there's, and that must be such a thing for you. When I read, we're going to go into your story as the importance Mm -hmm. of mindfulness So yeah, yeah, being like, again, you're not in that present moment. So definitely Mm. we're not in that mindful state, right? If we Mm. are constantly diving back and forth between our phones or just being pulled in multiple directions. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being pulled in multiple directions, our energy is just going everywhere. Mm, And how can we show up to one thing like this podcast if my energy is thinking about something I need to post next or someone mm-hmm. I need to get back to mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to fully show up to this podcast and speak here if my attention is going everywhere and then that's yeah. a disservice for myself and the conversation that we'll have and also the listeners mm-hmm. well we've already had fairly good conversation in a very short period of time so this is great could you are you a reader do you have a book that yeah. has been an impactful for you I feel like every book I read is impactful in its own right way. But right now I am reading Permission to Feel by Dr. Mark Brackett. I believe that's the author's name. And he is a psychologist and he talks all about really giving people the permission to to feel and that feelings and having the vocabulary around feelings is a form of intelligence. So we're talking about emotional intelligence here. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has been really helpful for myself because I would say, yes, I'm intellectually intelligent, but more so I'm emotionally intelligent. So to have someone actually recognizing that 
being able to connect with people and to form words around your own inner experience and other people's inner experiences is a form of intelligence and something that is going to be able to change this world, I feel. Mm. So that's been really impactful for me and it's something that, you know, if your listeners can resonate to this, then that's a great book to look into. That one has come across in just the past week. Another podcast guest um, recommended that one too. So I know that one I've heard of. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, Do you have a quote or a mantra or something that you use to keep yourself grounded? That's a really good question. Yeah, I think I use, I use myself. I am here. I am here. Just repeatedly, I am here. You know, we were talking about before of having our intention sort of swayed everywhere. But when I realize and recognize and um, breathe into myself and repeat to myself, I am here, then it just helps me anchor and ground into myself. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Mm, It's simple, but it's just, it's needed, I feel like, in, in my life, but also in this day and age. I am here. Well, I think simple is actually, I think simple is fantastic because I think that mm-hmm. we can get too, too much detail, too much. In, like there's just so much that I think it's great to be simple. Mine I mm. have on my wrist is um, oh. uh, Gandhi be the change. Yeah. Every like time that. it's just mine. So every time I am frustrated with something, someone, some, I'm like, okay, Marsha, are you being the change? Are you being the, no, you're not being the change. That's not mm. And that's just my, it's been my reminder and it just is Mm. my like, nope, just focus on right now, focus on the present Mm. and what you can control. Mm -hmm. Mm. I love that. Simple, but profound. (laughs) Very. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Could you, this is a big question, but it's a great Mm -hmm. lead into your story. What is something like, what lights you up? What is something that drives you and something that you want to continue to be a part of, or something mm-hmm. that lights. Here you are, twenty three. I'm going to just mm-hmm. say, and you started a podcast, and not just a podcast, a really thoughtful, thought provoking mm-hmm. podcast. And I think that that really speaks volumes. So I would love Thank to you. know what drives you. Thank you for that affirmation. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. That's, You're welcome. It's beautiful. What drives me is positive connection with people. I believe that when we connect with our whole hearts, with other people, to listen with our whole hearts Mm -hmm. to other people, that gives them the space and the opportunity to heal themselves and to really reflect on their story and their journey and gain a sense of empowerment from that. I think that we sometimes lose the magic in just listening to other people and that we always want to say something next or have the best answer, even in this podcast, to have the best answer. But really, I think there's a simple magic in just being able to sit and listen to someone and allow someone to open up and to pour their heart and to be vulnerable. So what fuels me is to have connection, positive connection with other people, the sort of connection that allows them to light up and allows myself to light up as well. It's why Mm. I wake up in the morning is that positive connection. Well, and we can't have 
a positive connection without some level of vulnerability because vulnerability is what connects us as people. Yeah, they're, they are interconnected, basically. They're best friends. <laughs> they're, they're, they are. They're, and so every time I think, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can actually, like today on my a short podcast on Mondays, um, which is your Tuesday, I guess, but I release a short one. And today it was about my intuition. And I spoke mm-hmm. about my intuition and my health and what I've gone through with different levels of my health. So mm-hmm. it was, even as I recorded it, I could feel myself going like, mm-hmm. Are you okay okay going here? Like, is this what you want to do? But I believe in, especially in solo episodes, it's free flowing. It's whatever's going to come is going to come. It's just in that space of every time I feel hesitant about vulnerability, I remember who is in my life today because of vulnerability and they would never be here if it wasn't for that. So that's always my reminder, Mm -hmm. but don't give the energy to hiding. Vulnerability is really powerful. It is really Mm -hmm. powerful. Yeah, it's it's completely powerful, and I really enjoy how you uh, said that. And I'm interested to tune into this podcast of yours and listen to your vulnerability. She's and... going to go listen to. I know. <laughs> and this yeah. will air later, so this isn't going to be time to the. Anyways, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so your, I'm reading your information in your bio, and I have been listening to your podcast as well, and I find it really fascinating how you speak as, for example, understanding that you are highly like sensitive or emotional and, and however you want to you better the, your best to say it. Mm. I love how you call this your gift. So I love yeah. how I love how you call this your gift. See, I think that we spend a lot of time in thinking and growing up that these are our weaknesses and these mm. are things that we should stop doing. They don't, this is not right. Don't be that way. Yet actually mm-hmm. we come to an age where we're like, oh, those are my gifts. Like that's my mm-hmm. gifts. And mm-hmm. so that's, I just, that really, really resonated with me. So I would love it if you would take us on a little bit of a journey of your story and your life mm-hmm. and how you came to recognizing at such a young age that these are what your gifts are. Yeah. So I love this question and thank you for that. And thank you for recognizing that uh, being sensitive is an actual gift. So my story probably started when I was like everyone first born, but really for me it was because I um, was extremely sick when I was young. And Mm. in those first stages of being born, I think I was, I was eight weeks old or eight months old. I don't remember which one, but I contracted a virus called RSV and it, you know, there's a very slim chance of babies surviving from this. My background is also that I have a compromised immune system. Mm -hmm. So I have a genetic immune disorder called IgA deficiency. And we, they didn't, doctors didn't know that I had this back then, but we now know that I had a 1% chance of living. And oh my goodness. Yeah. So I had to be uh, really, I was on ox- oxygen for a long time and um, critical. And my mum for my survival had to be there the whole time and to put myself on her breast. And that connection between two people is really what kept me alive. From there, you know, that's a lot of fight or flight. That's a, that is survival. So through that early stages of my life, I believe I was in fight or flight in that survival mode for such a long time. 
And, and rightfully so. Like rightfully exactly. so. Yeah. Wow. For sure. And, you know, going through school and as a young child, I would repeatedly get sick and sick. So I was always in a survival mode of having to get better. And also in year one, I couldn't hear very well. So I would lip read and I would turn like my mom's or my dad's face towards myself so I could read their lips. Mm-hmm. So having that having the sense of hearing taken away from me, I think other things had to be heightened. More so an an emotional intelligence of picking up other people's feelings had to be heightened because I couldn't I couldn't hear what they were saying. So I had to read their body language. I had to read their uh, what they were projecting. So I picked that up from a very young age and that was, it's a gift, but it's, that was also detrimental mm-hmm. and hard when you're young and you're picking up all of these things and you don't know how to deal with them. My journey led me to really be in a fight or flight mode for such a long time. I was also highly sensitive from having to be in this vital flight mode when I was a baby and nearly dying. And so I started really getting anxious and sad when I was a teenager and questioning life and why, you know, I had big questions. I had big questions of, you know, why are we here? I had big questions with, okay, there's madness all around me this doesn't make sense. Why do we value these things? So very big questions from a young age, which is great, is awesome, but also not great. Did your friends ask big questions like this? No. No, okay. (laughs) No. No, I'm just curious. (laughs) No, I was the only one. And Mm -hmm. um, even the schooling system, I was questioning why we put so much value on getting and A's and those validations when we're not putting value on other people's emotions and how they internally feel and what they're, what is happening in their own inner worlds. I got really anxious and sad about this and I didn't have anyone to really nurture and help me in that. I had parents that tried their best, but were dealing with their own shit mm-hmm. and hadn't really looked at their own stories and their own vulnerabilities and sat with that. So how could they sit with their daughter through that? And they couldn't, obviously. We have to learn these things. And it's, I love that you said that in the sense that it's not that they are wrong or that they are, they just, they really sometimes just do the best that they can with what they have. It's not something that's talked about a lot in different generations. And in fact, I would even go as far to say that with a lot of generational talk has been, don't talk, don't say you're struggling, don't say anything, because Mm -hmm. what are they going to think about that? And I don't know who they are, Mm -hmm. but they, and so Mm -hmm. I'm not saying your parents, but I just say that has been a very common generational thing is we don't talk about difficult things. We just smile. Yeah. And we tell, we tell we're all good. We're fine. We're great. We're We're happy. I'm good. (laughs) Everything's great. great. Yeah. So that's, you know, what I was received as. They got to a stage and a point where I was thinking like, I need to get help. I need it because a part of me knows that this is, I'm suffering a lot, but also Mm -hmm. a part of me knows that I don't need to be, that this is happening for a reason. 
So I need to ask for help. And that takes a lot of courage and vulnerability. But I started going to counseling when I was, I would say 15. And I would be pulled out of school to go to counseling. And it was great in a sense because those moments with a counselor was moments where an adult saw me and my big feelings and said to me, Oh honey, you're fine. You're just seeing through all the, all the projections. Sorry. <laughs> I can just picture a counselor going, you know, sweetie, you're good. You've actually, yeah. You can see what's happening here. That is what it, okay. So you did, you were fortunate to have a counselor with that kind of insight. Cause that's impressive. It, that in itself is impressive. Yes. And that came with trial and error with moving through different counselors, because there's a flip side to that, which, you know, I got labeled first of all, of having anxiety and depression. So being put into a box Mm -hmm. really was detrimental because I didn't, I wasn't clinically anxious or clinically depressed. What I had was trauma from my childhood that I needed to move through and witness Mm -hmm. and very big feelings and sensations and thoughts as a young adult. And I needed someone to help me through that and see that. Um, So to put someone in a box and to say that, you know, you're anxious or depressed, that actually really shut down my sense of hope. Um, I thought, oh God, what I am internally, who I am as Keston Hill Mm-hmm. is anxiety or is depression. So why should I get up in the morning if that is who I am? So it was trial and error of finding someone who put those um, projections to the side and their own projections of what anxiety and depression is and really sat with and listened to me. Going through counselling really helped. It was very detrimental at some stages Mm-hmm. being labeled, but finding a good support system is extremely needed, especially if you don't have that from your parents or your friends. That is, I love that you, you stated how you asked for help, that mm-hmm. it's okay that it took multiple therapists to find yeah. what you were looking like to find something that was helping you because mm-hmm. that I have, um, and I haven't talked about it for a while on the show, but I really strongly feel that young kids should be given exposure to counseling at a young age mm-hmm. because it takes a stigma out of it. If mm-hmm. you have never had exposure to it or you have had exposure to it from a parent who thinks it's ridiculous, then if there's a point in time in your life that you actually need the help, it you're... Mm-hmm if you can finally get to this space of saying, fine, I'll try it. And then you try one, you're like, see, it doesn't work. It's, it's, Mm. I just think it's something, I don't know what the answer is to that, but I have always strongly felt that I think that it's something that we need to have kids be exposed to in some way, shape or form to normalize it, to normalize Mm. being able to see a therapist. It, because I mean, talk to anybody who is out there doing anything with their, with their stories or challenges they've had in their life. They didn't do it by themselves. They never did it by themselves. Not even close. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exposure therapy for that would be great. And to really, um, really break down the stigma behind therapy Mm -hmm. to me, therapy or getting is, is seriously just asking for support. 
So we only label that person as a therapist, but you can label that as a friend or as a, it's a non-judgmental witness being there for you. Um, We just like to classify that as a therapist. And then that has a lot of a stigma around it, basically. That's so, so true. It takes courage to ask help. Oh God, it takes so much courage to ask for help. And then when there are people who are really seriously struggling um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you are, but the you know, really deep, deep, deep depression that mm-hmm. it's a, it's a challenge for families to know what to say, what to do, how do I, I don't know what to do and say. And I keep going back to one of the best things that we can all do is take the best care of our own mental health so that we can be support for someone else. We can't fix what's happening with someone mm-hmm. else, but we can be a better source of support when we are mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves. Yes, I I fully agree with that, Masha. I know it's so easy to say. I know it's easy to say. <laughs> it always so is. Would, oh, I know. I know, I know. What would you say is one of your turning points where you really, so you have this therapist that has been mm-hmm. very helpful for you. You are now mm-hmm. seeing things in a sense mm-hmm. of, wait, I'm not in a box and I actually do have like these, mm. these emotional intelligence, where I'm at and how mm. I process things. I'm actually, these are my gifts. Where mm-hmm. was a turning point there? Mm, a turning point. I think it got darker before it got lighter. That's yep. for sure. Yep. Um, as with most things, I went through a stage after completing school, actually during school where I, mm. I hardly went to year 12. So year 12 is our final year in Australia. I hardly went to year 12 at all mm. because I was too anxious to be, to go to school. And, you know, I had some bullying at school too. And to show up to that, it wasn't, school wasn't a great environment for me because mm-hmm. again, big questions of why are we putting so much weight and pressure on the score that we're going to receive when we get graduated and we're not putting uh, more of our awareness onto how are we internally feeling as people and why are we all stressed? It got darker for me. I think it really, my, I had a very good friend who passed very recently um, after completing school and it was a car accident. And that was a very big wake up for me of how short life is mm-hmm. and very short, very short and how we have to take every moment, even the hard moments with gratitude and to learn from those hard moments. So I felt like I had this need to live for this other person who didn't get to share her light for an extent, a period of time to other people. That's when I found a therapist that clicked. And that's when I also found um, cognitive behavioral therapy. I did a course in cognitive behavioral therapy and it was the most amazing course ever as it again was just pointing out that there was nothing wrong with me. I was just more um, sensitive and aware and that this, the, we can relate to our thoughts and our feelings differently. And the stories behind that is what's really inhabiting, inhibiting us from connecting to our own sense of love. It was probably around that stage when I, you know, it takes a long time there. So there was, it's just a process of every day Mm -hmm. choosing to, to show up Mm -hmm. and choosing to sit down in formal practice of meditation, 
choosing to uh, feel my emotions and my thoughts and sensations, choosing to know that this is a part of my gift and part of my service to help other people recognize and tap into their own sense of inner compassion. Well, there's so many things that I want to unpack out of that. I want to ask you, was meditation always easy for you? It's still not easy. Okay, I don't think you. it will. It won't be easy for anyone <laughs> who's, on, who's a human. <laughs> Can we just, oh, I'm so glad you said that because most people think, well, that's easy for you. And I'm like, no, it, it, no, it's not. And actually, but the more challenging it is to stay present with your own thoughts, the mm-hmm. longer, the more you need to meditate, like the more, oh, you have yeah. to, right. The more uncomfortable it is. The first time I did it was on a yoga mat. It was in the, the peak of crisis of our family situation mm-hmm. when we were going through. And I remember laying on the mat and thinking, I'm going to have a full panic attack because I have to get off of this because I can't think, I can't be here. I didn't want to mm-hmm. be in the present moment. I didn't want to be yeah. in the present moment. And that yeah. was the, like, that's where I was stuck in this mat. And so <laughs> I just thank you for saying that because I do think that. So what does your meditation practice look like for you? Yeah, for for me, first of all, I feel like anyone who's listening um, and finds that meditation is hard, that's great. You're human. Like, well done to you because we're all going to find it hard. Yes. Um, but, and it's still hard for me at times for sure. And there's more day, there's some days that it feels easier than others. And sometimes those easier days is because I've been caught up in thoughts the whole time. So it's just gone quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, reflecting back to what you said about when you have more thoughts, that's when you have to sit down more. Sometimes I feel like the most uncomfortable meditations I've had are the most growth worthy meditations because you're actually sitting there and you're allowing yourself to feel or you're sitting there with big thoughts and you're actually processing them Mm -hmm. so if you are starting meditating whoever's listening just keep on going and know that you can meditate for five or ten minutes and that's enough that's great um if you feel like you can sit for longer that's great and find different practices that you feel like you can incorporate as meditation. For me personally, it is sitting down and I listen to um, music of nature mm-hmm. for 30 minutes or so and just allow that to be my, I guess, background noise to help me anchor into myself And on days where maybe I'm more anxious than others or I have something big going on, sometimes a guided meditation is great in getting that compassion and confirmation from somebody else and that just guidance. We all need guidance at times. So a guided meditation is great. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yes, personally for me, it is at the moment sitting down in a sort of mindfulness practice, which is basically just witnessing and being with your thoughts and feelings from um, a standpoint of compassion and non-judgment. Well, that is something that is really important that we, we always talk about compassion and non-judgment with others. Uh, we, <laughs> we can't practice that if we don't do that with ourselves first, right? You're we right. just can't. I can hear it as soon as I'm saying it. I'm like, yep, we just can't do that. If we're not doing that, I always tell, um, I'll, my clients are when I'm speaking here is that like 
the best, how we build a relationship stems from our relationship with ourselves. A hundred percent. So if we have a really super toxic relationship with ourselves, then that's what we create outside of here. So yes. when you say, yes, non-judgmental, compassionate with ourselves, I just think that that time, whatever that looks like, is really powerful in shifting mm. how you show up that day. Mm. How, how you show up that day, maybe how you handle challenging situations that day. Um, I just find it... And mine will take very many different practices, like very many different ones that I will do. So a lot of times I'll do guided... I will start one in the morning with, and it might be as simple as I take, you know, 10 deep breaths and then I go through and I don't get up until I've done so many gratitudes and I say them in my head as I do. Mm. It just might be something like that. Mm. Usually if I hear like my alarm goes, it goes off early. I hear my alarm go off and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> instantly go into like, oh, I have to do this today. Is it Tuesday? Oh no. And then all of a sudden I'm like, no, let's start this rewind and start all over again. <laughs> it's going to be so many breaths. And so as soon as I can feel myself, my energy go that way, it's like, no, no, mm. we absolutely have to slow down. And even, mm. even five minutes can make a big difference. A hundred percent. If you have five minutes to sit and be in a stillness or to, you know, um, repeat those gratitudes and those affirmations, then yeah, like you said before, that is going to very much change the way we show up in our, up in our lives Mm -hmm. and how we, you know, looking back on my journey, how we allow our children to show up and regulate themselves. (laughs) There's so many different things. I think I would go back and parent differently in some stages because I, I didn't know. And it's just, it's a very, that's a very interesting concept because I think that it's, it is allowing them in a sense to have their emotions the way that they want, like to mm. be able, not want, but to process them. To be with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be with them to and it's allow okay. them. <laughs> Well, not this, right? We just this pushing it all down. We don't have to push it all down. It's Mm -hmm. yeah, no, absolutely. So how does somebody go from a a space where Mm -hmm. you were, you were going through a lot of challenges, Mm -hmm. having a hard time showing up, bullying in school, counseling, Mm -hmm. getting your support, mindfulness practice to Mm -hmm. now having a podcast and speaking about this. I see that. I just love that leap. I would love to know that last leap. How did you get to the space of saying, yeah. you know what, I think I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to actually yeah. talk about this. Yeah. So all throughout this journey, I had a deep sense that I am going through this because I need to talk about it mm-hmm. and I need to help somebody else through this. And um, I luckily had a mom that also said, you know, you're going through this for a reason. You're the perfect person to talk about this because you've actually lived it. And she is so right. Um, so I thought about podcasting for about two years mm-hmm. and I didn't think that I had anything to say to other people though, or to give because I'm more of a listener. Yeah, value. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any degree as of yet. I mean, I have a degree, but it's in life. Um, It's not, I don't have a piece of paper, but I have, um, I got a lot from it. (laughs) I was going to say, and if you did have that piece of paper, would it change how you are? Like at the end of the day? No, it it wouldn't change change what I want to do. 
No, it wouldn't change what you want to do. Not putting down education. I'm just saying that you, many people will devalue what mm-hmm. they have learned and lived through. A lot of times those stories will point mm-hmm. us in the direction of what it is that we actually are here to do. So yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not devaluing um, education as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that we have education and that I have access to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the way that I'm learning is different to the way other people are learning and that's okay. Yes. And you know what? I may go to university at some stage, but it's just not for me right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. Um, it's great. It's great. <laughs> so I have thought about podcasting yeah, for a long time and then didn't think again, like I had the creditations to talk about something, but um it was traveling to Colorado of all places um, and meeting people in the wellness space that really, they were podcasters. Some of them are podcasters themselves mm-hmm. and they had this unshakable trust that what they had to offer is what the world needed. Um, and they didn't necessarily have a select qualification behind them in that they they just had the courage to do it basically Mm -hmm. and they had their self-value enough to do so so I think for me it was really just settling into my own sense of love and worth and knowing that what I have to offer offer is enough and it is worthwhile sometimes you just have to dive in and take a leap of faith Mm -hmm. and to start something and then allow that something to just be in the process, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did at this year is I thought, okay, this is my time when COVID sort of happened. Um, my plans for, I guess, my future was on hold. So I thought this is my time to start creating something. Uh, this is my opportunity. So that is when I had to trust that little pull inside myself that intuition and I had to take a leap of faith and that is why I created the podcast and that's how it was birthed. I love it and I love the name because it really just describes everything you've just talked about for this whole podcast episode (laughs) is the process, right? It's the the process process of what you're going through. I love it. Absolutely love it. Thank um, you. Oh yeah, no. And I, I, I cannot wait to, to share and be a part of it. Okay. So how do you, how do you get over your fear in that space of saying, but I don't know what it's going to look like. And I don't know Mm. how, like, how did, did you have moments of those fears or were you able to pretty much like, I know you still have them, but is Mm. there anything in the journey of fear and overcoming that Mm. stood out for you that worked for you? I think fear is, fear is always going to come up for everyone at every stage Mm -hmm. And I am definitely still going through my own fears at time, especially with podcasting. Um, I think what has helped me the most though is again, trusting that intuition of why I internally had that thought or that, um, that desire in the first place mm-hmm. to, to start podcasting, to create that journey, trusting in my own journey, what I have gone through. And really looking and reflecting back on that and seeing that 
this is obviously my road because this is what I have walked through myself. This has been my own process, my own journey, as well as taking each day by the moment and tapping into my own sense of myself and coming back to my body when I do feel those fears. Mm. And also asking for support in that and asking for uh, someone to listen and saying, you know what, hey, I am actually, I'm really afraid right now. I'm feeling all of this and, oh, I can see that it's stemming from a trigger when I was young or something. And mm. having someone sit there and listen and be like, yeah, that would be hard for you, Kasten. That, that'd be really hard. Um, and just acknowledging that you are afraid, that's how you're going to get through it. I, I also find sometimes too, if I think that that support and acknowledgement is, is wonderful and we need it. Sometimes I also find that when I speak it out loud, I'm like, Oh, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? It just, we take like in our heads, it's huge, right? It's huge yeah. that it's this big thing. But once we speak it, it's like, Oh, that's not actually that. Like I can, yeah. that's really, you've got really gone through much worse things than this. It's not yes. that big. So it's usually just helps to downplay it or at least put it back into perspective again. Perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. Perspective is a huge one. And I think voicing it um, really takes away the fear of it um, and the uh, weight of it. Um, mm. And then having that broader perspective and really zooming out to, you know, when I'm 90 or something, am I going to look back on this and think about it? Or am I going to be what, you know, what do I want to leave behind sort of thing? Well, so and I think there's, absolutely. I think that there's so many different opportunities and things. There's so many different opportunities everywhere. And being able mm-hmm. to put that into, into perspective is really helpful. When I was running my last, um, one of my last group calls, I said how I, when they were saying, well, how do I connect with more people online? Because I, some mm-hmm. of the, in the coaching groups, I find, unfortunately, people get stuck on what are my numbers? who's following? Mm-hmm. What are my likes? Yeah. And I'm like, honestly, like if you can get figured a way to put a white across and like, don't look at it, <laughs> like don't even yeah. look at it. Don't feed it. Don't give it energy because it's not what's important. And I said, you know, why don't you, have you started trying or thought of trying voice memos to people? And they're like, do you want me to do voice memos to strangers? And I'm like, absolutely. Some of the, <laughs> some of the people that I've kind of, and it's funny because I think I left you a voice memo. When I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. And people are like, you just like randomly leave a voice memo. And I'm like, yes, because it's a great way when you hear a voice is also, you can just hear the realness as opposed to the words, yeah. but it's the fear part and, and clients have said, I can't like, what am I going to sound like? I'm like, what does it matter? You, what if you never mm. see them again? Like you won't see them. Mm. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. So with the fear piece, we can feed it and make it so mm. huge when it's not, yeah. it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Feeding the fear with our own thoughts basically and our own ruminations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love how you touched upon voice messaging and voice memorying. I think that's a great way to connect with people. I actually, if I connect with people, I would rather it be a, voice memo because they're they can pick up the resonance of my voice and vice versa so they can understand it a little bit more they can Mm -hmm. sort of tap into um 
what I'm projecting Mm -hmm. and they can hear authenticity and not just someone who wants to connect with you for the sake of gaining a follower, but someone who wants to connect with you because they genuinely want to connect with you. Mm -hmm. And I think there you're back to one of your prime needs and wants was connection. Like, right. I think all of us, but it's something (laughs) that you mentioned from the beginning, especially with, with um, your situation growing up. And I love it because somebody then said to me, well, then does that convert to a sale? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't, I don't even, (laughs) I don't know. And I don't care. That's not why I was doing it. Like it's, it's so it's something that I think that if we really do want to have that connection, then we have to allow ourselves to actually connect with people. Yes. Yes. That sounds really simple, but it's no, yeah. It connect with people with a pure intention. Yes. What's the intention about um, connecting with that person Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think, you know, we're wired to connect doing so um, just out of, you know, the pureness of your heart and to wanting to, to help other people or gain, um, to be seen and heard is a beautiful way. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's needed. It's so needed. And I think that when you can do that, you can end up sometimes in a situation like this, which is really unique. And I think it's fantastic. I think it's great, but I just know, like I listened to, I think one of your first earlier posts that I saw was about your podcast and then I listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh, like just speaking a lot of the same words. Like there's some very, mm. which is fan I love, but that's how you then can see the next level of, oh, we have something in common or, oh, this is something. And I think we could support each other here. So there's, it's yeah. just, it's beautiful when you actually start to allow that to happen. Yeah. 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 And then those serendipitous moments just arise from that. Yeah. I, yes, we, we, what is not on this what we spoke about earlier was that I was in the process of booking a time for Keston's podcast. And when I'm reading like all of the <laughs> questions that she asked, it shows how much thought you put into mm-hmm. connecting. And I just think that that is really powerful too, that I just thought I'm going to take a lesson from that. Cause I thought that that was really powerful. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I am so happy to have you coming on the podcast. It's going to be great. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. I have a couple questions I want to ask you before we wrap it up. First off, is your podcast on all platforms or Spotify? It's on Spotify and iTunes. It is and iTunes. Libsyn. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I, I think that's to the... it primarily on Spotify and I wasn't sure if it was, if it was all platforms. Awesome. Yeah. All platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so we have a podcast to connect with you. Instagram. Is there any other way that is the best way to stay connected? Honestly, yeah, probably just if you want to send me a voice memo on Instagram, then I'd love that. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Honestly, Instagram is the best way to connect with me and just, um, if you go on my podcast and you want to listen and there's never any pressure to listen, you can find all the notes and where to find me there. But that's probably awesome. the best space at the moment. Okay. Perfect. And I have a couple quick questions to wrap yes, it up. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share that I did not ask you? No, I think it was very thorough and I very much enjoy your questioning and how you just actually listen to somebody else's journey and then put beneficial input in that 
and pick it mm. up. It's a, it's a very big gift of yours. So thank you. Oh, thank you. No one said that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, what impact would you like to leave in this world? Impact. I want my impact to be allowing other people to, you know, I'm going to take the title of the book um, that I'm reading, but I'm giving people the permission to feel. Mm-hmm. And um, that has been the story of my life is just allowing myself the permission to feel and to be sensitive and empathetic and knowing that it that is my gift. I want to leave this world allowing and inspiring others that they too can find strength in empathy, compassion, their sensitivities, Mm -hmm. that the real medicine of this world is through how we connect with people Mm -hmm. and that we all, yes, have a story and we all have the ability to connect and that's when you find your your real sense of love. That is so beautiful. And I think of all I could think of over and over when you're saying that is like ownership. It's just ownership, like ownership. allowing people, like owning it, like let people be who they are, create mm. that space. And I just love mm. that empathy and connection. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Ownership is huge. Oh, it's it's huge. It's like across everything that I have written down. It's like part of <laughs> It, but it's okay because it's. It, there are times where I get frustrated with something. And I'm like, okay, wait, did you wait a minute? Did you take any ownership for it? I'm like, no, I did not. <laughs> okay, and I will say, I that all right, enough of this. <laughs> Let's just change how we do it again yeah. with some compassion and sense of humor because I've yes, actually learned. Humor. Yeah, that's I a huge the, turning point. Huge. Is humor for somebody's um, life life purpose or they're going through hard times sensing sense of humor is really helps shake it up Mm -hmm. um and it helps you really tap into that perspective (sighs) and to just take life not as seriously really just it does help so much oh i just will have a conversation with myself and i'm like seriously marcia you're gonna do this again like (laughs) what are you doing and then it's like okay no you can't do it this way so it's the sense of humor is massive massive Um, last question for you. What lesson in life are you most grateful for? It's not a lesson. It is the process for me. Mm -hmm. So it's not a specific thing that I've gone through. It's the everything that I've gone through from beginning to now. Um, that has been my, my lesson and each day when you wake up, that is your lesson. (laughs) So for me, I would say, the biggest lesson in that is accepting where you are right at this moment, accepting how you are feeling and responding in a way that reflects compassion and non-judgment. I think that's an absolutely beautiful answer. I really, really do want to give you credit for having this, this level of awareness at your age Mm -hmm. You're definitely what you would call an older soul because you certainly have. Have you been told that before? Just every day, I feel oh, like I am. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I feel like I am very old. Yeah, mm, it's okay. Mm. It's okay. It's right. Yeah, no, but you definitely have that old soul vibe, and I love that. I think it's you just have a level of awareness that I think if you continue to use that in your gifts, you're going to continue Mm. to spread your message even further and further. And there's just no shortage right now. The world Mm. really needs 
to be hearing from all of us in these mm. areas of allowing and acceptance, non-judgmental and compassion, I think it's just yeah. so incredibly important right now. Thank you, Marsha. That is truly made my day. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. I, I so appreciate it, Marsha. It's so amazing just connecting with you. You're, you're great. You're an inspiration. And again, I can't wait to get my hands on your book and read that book and also your first book as well. Hey, they're both going to come in a package to you. Don't you worry. Oh, they're, thank you. They'll, both come. they'll both come. It's all good. It's oh, all good. Thank you so much. You're oh, so welcome. Good. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.